The sermon tonight is about the servant test. And the definition of a servant test is this. In the servant test, a person is asked to do minimum tasks that seem below his or her high calling of God. How many of y'all ever heard test the spirits? Yeah. Amen. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. It's in the book of 1 John. I think it's chapter 4, I believe it is. Test the spirit to see whether they are of God. Well, all these tests that we've taken lately, the time test, the word test, the character test, it is for you to find out where you are in Christ Jesus and to see if you pass, are you passing these tests? These tests are going to come to everybody. Whether you are a minister, a pastor, an evangelist, or just a, a child of God. Sooner or later, these tests come along our way. And it's for God to find out where we are. Amen. And also help you find out where you are. Because you don't know where you are and what you know until you pass a test. Amen. Amen. Y'all ever had to, uh, I mean, we all been in school before. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you was going uh, the social, if we were in social studies, they gonna give us a test. That's right. To find out did we read chapter four. That's right. And then if we pass that, we're going to chapter <laughs> five. But we find out where we are, and the teacher finds out where we are by whether we pass the test or not. Amen. We might get an F on the test. Well, that means you failed. But here's the thing about God's test: if you fail. You don't get, you, you just keep retaking it. That's right. And you finally pass it. Amen. Amen. God's Amen. into developing you. God's into growing you up to do something great for his kingdom. So the servant test is all about asking some, a person in the body of Christ to do a minimal, small task and to see whether that person thinks that's below my level. Come on. That's below me. Yeah. I have a calling, Pastor. Mm-hmm. I've been studying, Pastor. Mm-hmm. The door I want to go through is where you standing. Come on. But I don't want to do these minimal tasks like be a, be a gatekeeper. Come on. I don't want to vacuum the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sweep the, 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 the front door <coughs> mat out there. I don't want to teach kids. That's, that's not my calling. To test somebody to see if they are worthy of leadership is to give them a minimal task and see how they respond to it. That's right. If they can't do the minimal, minimal task, that's how you test the spirit. If they can't do the minimal task, listen, God don't, does not start people off at the top. That's right. He starts them off at the bottom. Amen. And he don't give you no shortcut. He takes you the long cut way. That's Amen. right. Amen. Amen. So the servant test is to see where we are when we've been asked to do a minimal, small task. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. <clears throat> i never forget this scripture. And you should highlight it or put it down in your Bible or put it down in your heart that the Bible said, despise not small beginnings. 
Despise not. Don't hate a small beginning. That's right. Because when God starts you out, He's going to start you out with something small to see if you will be faithful in the little. Mm -hmm. And if He can count you faithful in the little, the Bible says He'll make you rulers over much. That's right. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's only way, one way to, to, to find out where somebody is, and it ain't by all talk. It's by their walk. Amen. Amen. What they do, not just what they say. That's right. Amen? Amen. So, uh, no minimal, always remember this, if you want to be a future leader, or just a good child of God, not in ministry, but just a good servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. No minimal task is below any true servant of God. Amen. Don't matter what your position is in the body of Christ, you ain't never too good to clean the commode. Amen. 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 Anytime you get a pastor said, I'm too good for that, that's a problem. Come on. Amen. Amen. He too good to vacuum the church. Something wrong. That's right. Amen. Amen. He too good to sweep. If he can ask you to sweep off the front front uh, mat, but he won't. Something wrong. That's right. Amen. Amen. This 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 sermon resonates in my heart because I don't walk this one out. Yeah, come on. This one here I can preach because I done been there and done that. They got the t-shirt. Amen. 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 I mean, there have been times in me and Sophie's life when we come in here and there'd be so many few people in here that listen, I come up here and open in prayer. And then Sophie would come up to leave worship. And I would go back there and run the stereo system. Come on. And she would leave music, and when she got done here. I'd come back up and greet the people and take up the offer. And then when I got done with that, after she got doing worship, she went back down to the children's church. Uh-huh. Then I would preach, and then we'd clean the church up at the end of the week. We did every little thing that could be done. That's right. And it was just a test. You don't complain about it. Mm -mm. When God gives you something minimal, don't complain about it. Because if you complain, you ain't going no higher. That's right. You just take it, hallelujah, and do what the Bible says. I think it Vince's one of his favorite scriptures is Colossians 3.23. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do in word or do, in deed, word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And do it as you're doing it unto the Lord. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. There's been times I've been out here cleaning, uh, mowing grass, and doing things for the in, in the church, and sometimes I would I would look at you know be mowing and and I'd see this and I'm like, well I get that next week. And the and that scripture would jump up in my spirit. Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, do it as you do it unto the Lord. I said I can't wait. I can't do that. <laughs> That's right. I got to get off this lawnmower right now and go pick up that piece of trash. That's right. I got to go do this because I'm doing it. For the Lord. Amen. 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 So I couldn't get by with it. And if you're doing right, you can't get right, get by with it either. Amen. That's why I always tell people, if you got a job, whenever you go, and it don't matter if you're flipping hamburgers, you mowing grass, washing dishes, whatever you do, you be the best dishwasher they got. Amen. You be the best hamburger flipper they got. You be you mow that grass like you mowing Jesus lawn. That's right. We need Jesus grass. That's right. And whenever you do it that way, 
you'll get promoted. Amen. 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 Do it as you're doing it to the Lord. Don't, don't think about it. I'm working at McDonald's. Uh -uh. I'm doing it for the Lord. Amen. This hamburger I'm cooking, I ain't finna burn this hamburger because this hamburger going to Jesus. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Whatever you do, if you have that kind of mentality, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord. Amen. And it will improve you in every area of your life. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, in Acts chapter 6, I just want to read this to you. You can check it out. Acts chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. The early church came across uh, a situation. And it was brought to their attention by a religious group that their widows were being neglected. And they weren't getting the food distributed to them like they should. A widow's ministry. Okay? Y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. Widow's ministry. I believe in blessing widows. Amen. I do. Overseas, I, I, I gather widows up. And we have them come to, come to meet us. And we feed them the best meal they have ever seen in their life. And before they leave, I bless every one of them before they get up. Because I believe in widow's ministry. I believe in doing it in America. I believe if you're a widow and you need some help, come to me. Because I'll help you. If you're a true widow, okay? <coughs> I didn't just say because you were divorced. I said a true widow. Amen? Amen. A godly. That true widow means a godly woman. Amen. That her husband has passed and she has not remarried. Mm -hmm. She is a, she fits that bill. <coughs> so, anyhow, they said the widows ain't getting taken care of. Who can we find to do, take care of the waiting on these tables? Hey, who can we get to take care of Feeding these widows. This is a this is what you call a minimal task. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's it's something. That, it's a love. It's compassion ministry. Yeah. But you'd be surprised how many people don't want to have nothing to do with that today. They don't want to do that. Yep. They want to preach or they want to sing. Amen. Amen. So uh, Peter said, "Is he, Peter's an apostle? Okay, he's looking <coughs> over the whole church. He's an apostle." Now, he said it's not right for me to leave prayer and the word of God and go serve tables. His ministry, he knew where his place was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't wrong for Peter to say that. Peter wasn't too good to do that. He was just saying, I need to keep praying and I need to stay in the word because I need to know what God is saying for this whole body of Christ. Amen. And he said, let's look among the believers here, among the church. And let's find seven men that are full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom. Let's get these seven men. Let's choose them for ourselves. And these seven men full of the wisdom, faith, and the Holy Ghost. That's what they were full of. Uh -huh. Y'all hear me? Yeah. And they chose these men to go serve tables. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear me? Yeah. And... Stephen was one of them. And Philip was one of the seven. Mm -hmm. And as Stephen and Philip went out to serve tables, guess what they did? Not only did they serve on serve tables, mm -hmm. they fulfilled the minimal task that was asked for them, but they also went out there and started praying for the sick and preaching in the name of Jesus and started revivals. 
That's right. That's what they did. Amen. They was full of the Holy Ghost. Full of faith. And God and the early church chose them to go serve tables. Mm. I'm telling you, today it'd be, it's going to be hard to find seven men in a church. Mm -hmm. Not just men, but men full of faith. That's right. Full of the Holy Ghost. That's right. And full of wisdom. That's right. Come on. Y'all hear me? Amen. You just can't shake up the bag and pull out them kind of people. That's right. But that's the kind of people that the early church had working in the church, and they were doing minimal tasks. Them men could have said, I'm so highly anointed. I can start a revival anywhere. I ain't got no business waiting on no table. They could have said that. They said they they recognized they were anointed. But listen, they didn't go up there and start wearing a t-shirt that said, I'm anointed. Mm -mm. No, they sure didn't. <laughs> they didn't say I got the best, I got the best TV, number one TV show on TBN. Mm, they on. didn't say that either. Uh -uh. They just humbly said, hey, you want to go serve table? We'll go serve table. Yeah. Anytime you ask somebody that's anointed to do something small and they 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 uh balk at it, don't want to do it, complain about it, listen, good advice. Skip over them. Mm -hmm. that's right. Whenever you want somebody by your side to serve you in ministry, if they can't do the small things, they can't do the big thing neither. That's right. Amen. Amen. I didn't learn this the hard way. Because whenever you whenever you have a small church, people come through the door and say, God called me here. Mm -hmm. God told me to come serve you. Mm -hmm. I said, all right, praise the Lord. I need all the help I can get. Mm -hmm. And man, I didn't test their spirits. <laughs> Within three or four weeks, they were trying to split the church. Uh. And I had to take up my, my shepherd's staff, and I had to run them off. Yeah, come on. Cause they're trying to destroy this flock. Amen. Amen. Red flag. When somebody said, God sent me to you, the first thing you do is don't go Yahoo. Uh-huh. Yeah. You say, take the time test. Time will tell. That's right. Because here's the thing: if God called you here to serve under this ministry, and then when I don't see how things are going your way, and I have to talk to you about it, and set you down, and you get mad at me, and then you say, God didn't call me here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why did, did God change his mind? No, he didn't change his mind. You just couldn't handle rebuke. That's right. Amen. Woo! Man, if the folks we got in church today need to grow up. Yeah, amen. So, purpose. The purpose of the servant test is to reveal whether his or her ministry is to be seen by or in the public or if he truly wants to help others and to serve the body of Christ. So there's some people that don't have a servant's heart. They want a minister. And as long as they get in the public, what you call it, the, the thank yous, the, mm -hmm. the pats on the backs, yeah. they doing fine. Yeah. But live, when they doing stuff behind the scene, where well, ain't nobody looking at them, mm -hmm. and ain't nobody patting them on the back, and they ain't getting no recognition, then they like, no, I ain't called to this. 
I've seen folks that get up here, y'all. You see where I'm standing? Mm -hmm. I've seen people get up here on praise team years ago. And man, if you put a, a microphone, a live mic in their hand, it was like they just got a hold of 220. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about they would sing and dance and do a jig and everything else. But you take that mic out of their hand, they couldn't even lift their hands in the audience. Mm. Come on. Y'all hear me? Yeah. I take them people up here that, that, that act like that. You know what I do with them? I put them back out there. Mm -hmm. And I say, then I, without telling them, I look at them. Mm -hmm. I say, if he can't praise the Lord out there, he ain't got no business praising the Lord up here. That's right. That's a test. Mm -hmm. A servant test. Mm -hmm. See, some people just want to get in ministry today because they want to get on the stage. Yeah, come on. They want to be under the smoke and the lights. Come on, tell the truth. And they want to be what you would call an entertainer, not a minister. Amen. An entertainer don't want to do nothing but do their thing and go home. Leave with their entourage around them. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of ministers, man, they, they run these revivals, and whenever they get done preaching, man, they got an entourage that walks them out to the side door. That's right. You can't touch them, you can't talk to them, can't nothing. I'm like, where did it come in where you serve the people? Mm -hmm. That's testing the spirit, y'all. That's right. right. Hallelujah. So you want to see where if their their motive is right for being in ministry. Mm -hmm. Are they there just for entertainment? Or are they there to really serve the people? Test. And you don't have to be a minister. How about just serving the body? That's right. If you're called on to go help, and then you say, well, I can't. Is it because you're not qualified? Or is it you are too good for that? Yeah, come on. Thanks. Amen? Mm -hmm. Okay. And those in authority, such as myself, as a pastor, God puts people in authority in the church. Y'all understand that? Amen. Well, the people in authority is supposed to be able to see if a person passes the test or not. Mm -hmm. That's what I was just talking to y'all about. Somebody up here singing, going 90 miles an hour when you got the microphone, turn the microphone off, they... <laughs> you don't need no microphone to sing. Come on. Amen. Amen. If the mic goes out, that shouldn't stop no show. That's right. Just keep on praising the Lord. Amen. 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 But the people in authority should be able to see when a person is passing the test or they fell in. And a person in authority should make, should make every minister pass those these kind of tests. That's right. Because if he don't, he's going to fail. Mm -hmm. And when he fails, he's going he gonna to hurt the church. Amen? Amen. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> questions we need to ask ourselves. Uh, if you want to be in ministry, if you're given the test, would you would you mind sweeping the floor? Would you mind cleaning the bathrooms? Would you mind singing in the choir but not solo? Mm -hmm. Would you like to teach the children? Teach take a turn teaching the children's church. Would you like to pick up someone on Sunday morning that don't have a way to church? 
Amen. And you'll be surprised how many people don't want to have nothing to do with these kind of things. Mm. These are bare, minimal yeah. tasks. Amen. That have to be done. Don't you know, if y'all live in a house, don't you know your toilets have to be clean? That's right. Don't you know your vacuum, your floor has to be vacuumed? Mm -hmm. Don't you know you have to clean the, 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 the table off? Well, the church, same way. Church had to be clean. Amen. Church had to be taken care of. Minimal things. Um, okay, here's the biblical uh, illustration. And we won't be much longer. Um, in 1 Kings chapter 19, one of the best examples I could pull out of this is Elijah. The mm -hmm. prophet Elijah. Mm -hmm. And Elijah found his heir that was going to replace him. Mm -hmm. God told Elijah to go by and pick up Elijah. Mm -hmm. Elijah was going to replace Elijah. And when Elijah came by and threw his mantle on him, Elijah, Elijah was out there uh, plowing the fields. And there were 12 yoke of oxen in the field. And Elijah was behind all 12. That means they were 11 in front of him. A yoke of oxen is two, two oxen put together. They plow in the field. This ain't a John Deere type farming system. They, they got these harnesses on them, man, and they plowing. And I don't know if y'all, I'm sure y'all can imagine the dust that's coming up out of a field and a leaven yoke of oxen ahead of you and you want in the back. You know how much dust you eating? Mm -hmm. You eating a lot of dust. That's I mean, right. it's it cloudy. It's dusty. It's all in your nose. They ain't have all this, all this stuff we got today. Face masks and all this stuff. And I'll tell you another thing. When you're behind 11 yoke of oxen, the smell ain't too good either. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to make a point, the point I'm trying to make is Elijah had to have a humbling experience to get behind all 11 yoke of oxen. He was, not, he was the 12th man. And it was a test that God was looking at whenever he chose Elijah's successor, he was looking to find somebody to start off with that's humble, that can handle a minimal task. You know how many people would have said, I'll, go, I'll, I'll, t I'll take the first oxen up there, I'll take the second one, and I might take the third one, but uh-uh. You ain't putting me back there in the back. I ain't eating all that dust all day long. You know how many people wouldn't sign up? People won't work today for nothing. Much less in a field full of dirt today. Amen. 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 Lord have mercy. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Why Elijah is plowing the field in the very back, eating all the dust. Think about this. Was this the proper place for a future prophet? 
God chose a future prophet to replace such a mighty man like Elijah that was farming, working in the field, eating dust all day long. That ain't like the normal place you would find a future prophet. Maybe you go to school with the prophets to find one. Mm -hmm. In Elijah's day, they had Elijah's day they had the school of the prophets. That's right. A school of them. Maybe that'd be a good place. But God said, I ain't going to the schoolhouse to get them. I'm looking for somebody that can pass the test. Hey, maybe y'all I don't know what y'all know about this, but there's a lot of folks going to seminary today. They can't pass none of these tests I just I've been giving y'all. That's right. And they gonna be a minister one day. Mm. And they ain't been through no test. That's right. And guess what's gonna hit? That's why you see so many ministers. I don't forgot <coughs> the the statistics of how many pastors quit every year. Mm -hmm. It's an unreal number. People that got in that should have never been in. Mm -hmm. Y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. And guess what they've done to the body of Christ? Mm -hmm. They've messed out those people that have been setting up on them. That's right. Who knows what they've been teaching? They don't know nothing about no test. Always remember this. If you're going to get called, you're going to get tested. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. In 1 Kings... No, 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter... Uh, did I write that down? I think it's chapter 3. 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 3. The Bible says that Elijah poured water on the hands of Elijah. That means... Whenever he started following Elijah, Elijah was nothing but a servant to him. Nothing but a servant. He wasn't doing all the big stuff. He wasn't getting no interviews. He wasn't getting no TV time, no radio time. All he was getting was pouring water on his on, on, on Elijah's hand. Uh -huh. You know what he was doing? He was washing them. Uh-huh. I can imagine not only is he probably washing his hands, he probably washing his feet. Yep. He was taking care of the man of God. That's what Elijah, his first ministry was, was to take care of the prophet Elijah. Mm -hmm. And when he passed those tests, guess what? God took Elijah up and the double portion of the anointing came down on Elijah when Elijah was ready for it. Amen. But the first thing he had to do was to see, could he pass the test? That's right. And just be a man that was humble enough just to pour water and wash the man of God's hands. Mm -hmm. That's a big test. That's called the servant's test. Servant's test. Humility, right? So I just want to encourage you tonight. Uh, don't despise small beginnings. That's right. When I got started in the ministry, y'all, I didn't start up here. Mm -hmm. I started off in the trailer parks, witnessing, 
I didn't have my pastor with me. There sometimes I went by myself with a stack of Bibles. I went through the drug neighborhood in Morgan County, passing out Bibles and, and telling people about Jesus. And then I started in the nursing home. Then I started in the prison house. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't that I went to school and, and, and got up here overnight. I went through a lot of tests. And God always will put ministers that he's called through certain tests to see how you're going to handle them. That's right. What is your motivation behind by, by what you're doing? And if it's anything other than, than serving the Lord and serving, serving others, if it's all about you, you're a reject. You ain't going to make it in the ministry. You're going to be out in a matter of time. Come on. You ain't going to be able to handle the heat. The heat in the kitchen going to be too hot. Anyhow, being a servant, Jesus was a servant. He wasn't too good. He was the anointed, the only begotten Son of God, and he was not too good to get down and wash his disciples' feet. That's right. He wasn't too good to help those that... that didn't smell good, didn't have an offering, mm -hmm. didn't have nothing to give him. He was there to love and to serve. And that's the same type of character and attitude that we need today. We need more servants in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. More servants. We have to serve one another. Serve one another. That's why, you know, when we have church events, we need, if you see any big church, I tell you sometimes, y'all, it looks like it's a bed of roses on the outside. It looks like, man, they have got more servants in here than they know what to do with. Mm -hmm. Listen, I meet with pastors secretly behind the doors, and I know how many servants they have and how hard it is to get people in the nursery. And I know how hard it is to get people to show up at worship. And I know how hard it is to get people to clean the church that if you don't pay them, they don't show up. That's right. But on the outside, it looks like, wow, everything's clicking around here. But in, in, in reality, in, in, a, in a, a church that's running 200, you're doing good if you've got 15 servants in the whole house. Mm -hmm. No joke. Anyhow, have a servant-like mentality. See who you can serve, what you can serve, how you can serve in the body, because that's your way to being promoted. Amen? Amen. Anybody got any questions? Let me speak to the people here. Hallelujah. If you listening tonight by media, it was our honor to come into your home, your living room. Uh, however you were listening on YouTube or the internet, we love you. And we want to see you do all you can do and be all you can be in the body of Christ. It's time to grow up. It's time to serve and to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. And most important, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ already lived. He's already died. He bore your sins on his own body and by his stripes you're healed. And he rose on the third day. If you believe in Jesus Christ, 
and make him your Lord and Savior, he'll give you a life that's worth living. God bless you and surrender to Jesus. God bless you.